I'm Matt Valley, and welcome to another episode of the Rock and Roll Research Podcast, where we share the super cool backstories and side gigs of the researchers and insights pros that you trust. Today's guest uh, is an extra special guest, a good friend of mine, not a researcher per se, but he certainly could be, uh, but there's definitely a research connection here. Uh, years ago, living in Cincinnati, I was working for GFK. I had a global job working a lot of Asia hours with my colleagues in Singapore and China. And so I worked lots of late nights and I had young kids at home. So I would go to the coffee shop down the street, a place called the Highland Cafe, which uh, definitely has a piece of my heart. I spent many, many hours there, uh, met so many great people uh, who really made things interesting uh, back then, artists and musicians and academics and chess players and all sorts of interesting people uh, who many, many of which have have uh, remained friends, uh, close friends to this day. Uh, and today's guest, Dane Mitchell, also known as DJ Marvel, is one of those people. Welcome to the show, Dane. Hey, thanks for having me. All right. So let me say a couple things about Dane, because uh, this is going to be super fun. Dane is one of the most interesting people that I've, I've ever known, honestly. So besides knowing more about cell phones than anybody I've ever met in my life, uh, I've always found Dane really inspiring because he has identified many things in his life that uh, are things of interest to him. And he just has the, the get up and go to just pursue what he wants. And that includes things like being way back in the day, a roller skating DJ or a keyboardist or a justice of the peace or even a keen observer of, of culture. Uh, super smart that way. Uh, but one of the most interesting things about Dane is that he is now the official DJ of something called Ranger Stop, which is actually the largest Southern Power Rangers convention, annual convention in the United States Dane is the official DJ as DJ Marvel. Also, hashtag your new favorite DJ. So I'm super excited to have you on the program today, uh, Dane. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited to be here. I've been watching what you were doing, so it's really dope to be here. I should say that uh, this is the first show I'm doing with the new sweet merch. So you got some of that coming on the way, Dane. So look out for that. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I will. Uh, I'll have to get working on getting people some of my merch because <laughs> I've not, I have it. It's just, I haven't really been focused that much on it. Yeah, all it's good. <laughs> it's, it's all good. It's all good. Um, okay. So let's get into it, Dane. Uh, first of all, tell us about your day job and, and how you got into it. Uh, well, my day job, not to sound too much like Hank Hill here, but I saw, I sell cell phones and cell phone accessories <laughs> and I got into that. Actually, when I was 18, I worked at Radio Mac and they did everything, but they also had wireless and mm -hmm. they had this thing where you were considered the wireless champion if you sold the most phones out of your store. And I was that, I want to say five months running until they told us the news that my store was one of the first stores to be shut down through Radio Shacks. I guess you can call it beginning of the end there in 2006. Yeah. But yeah, that's really what got me into it. That led to T-Mobile in 2008 while I was in college. 
that led to Best Buy Mobile, starting my own business where I was doing a bunch of stuff to cell phones to make them do things that companies might not have wanted you to do with them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was that guy. All um, above board, all above board. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> AT&T Sprint, which is now T-Mobile. T-Mobile again, Verizon. I got basically worked for every major cell phone provider right. in this country. So yeah, that's where we are now. 2020, still have to lean on and still love it. Yep. Yep. Cool. Cool. Excellent. Well, you and I really uh, talked a lot over the years about some of the things that you were pursuing outside of uh, of the phone business. And right. one of them, honestly, is the most fascinating. Uh, and I know that you put a whole lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this is uh, your DJ business was, was taken off and you just had this desire to combine that with your passion for the Power Rangers. So Tell us a little bit about that whole story. Well, actually, this story is actually really funny because this is another connection with you and I. Mm -hmm. uh, so I decided in 2015 that I was just going to go full steam ahead with the DJ business, bought everything that I needed, all the software that I needed, started really cracking down on, on marketing and social media, all of that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And... I had an in with a buddy of mine with, with the owner of a show that was centered, that is a convention that's centered around Power Rangers. And I'm like, oh, it would be so awesome if in my first year not e of doing this, not even, it was maybe five or six months of really doing this that I would be able to get into that. Right. Well, uh, fate had other plans. Um <laughs> <laughs> as she normally does. And <laughs> I ran into, I came into contact with a person uh, where I thought I was doing a good job at another convention, not doing DJing work, but this person apparently was not a big fan of what I was doing and put some salt on my name. And for the people who don't know what that means, just really spoke ill of my reputation. Mm -hmm. And it cost me that gig in 2015. And I remember this is where our connection comes in. I right. remember I was so upset. Like I got the news while I was at work. So mad. There were tears at work. Like I had to lock the door and go in the back and pull myself together. And it took everything I had not to post some scathing angry post on Facebook and I didn't you were close and I was <laughs> I was I was about to jump off that ledge yeah and I'm glad I didn't because I remember we went to we went to Highland and you were there and you asked me how I was doing I was super upset I told you that <clears throat> excuse me and told you the situation and the first question that you asked me was you didn't post anything on social media about this <laughs> <laughs> because you know me, you knew me and my temper well enough to know that that was not outside of the realm of possibility. I've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, you've seen it firsthand. So I was like, no, I didn't. And you gave me some of the best advice on how to navigate that entire situation. And 2016 comes and that advice is being put into play. It taught me patience more than anything because it was cool. It was a long game 
and I was and to be as close as I was at that point, only to have it snatched away. I really had to talk to myself, like, "Yo, what's a, what's another, what's a year? Like, mm-hmm. you got really close. Just take the advice." And literally, some of the most valuable advice I've ever gotten, and put it in the motion. You told me to move in silence and make sure that you play nice as hard as that may be for you. <laughs> and you told me to just keep keep my head down, keep my plans to my chest. If I need to talk to my plans, talk to you or Julian, who is a, my best friend in life, a mutual friend of Matt and I's. And when it's time to announce, that's when you announce to the world. And that's exactly what I did. And I ran with the opportunity, kicked the door, kicked through the door in 2016. I earned it for 2017, did my thing in 2017, got it for 2018, 2019. I got the title of official DJ for Ranger Stop. And here I am, 2020 was supposed to be there, but again, COVID and faith yeah. had other plans. But <laughs> yes, that is that is my journey. And I to thank for that, man. That was also the most valuable advice I've ever gotten. Cool. I, I'm so excited about that because I, I remember how how stressed out you were back then. Um, and but how but how badly you wanted it. Uh, and of course, I also know your talent. So uh, you know, part of it was to just to blow a bunch of sun, sunshine up your butt to make sure you knew if you were as talented as everyone else uh, knew that you were. So uh, so it's great to see there's a great outcome there. Oh, so, so tell me, are there are there any other lessons that you might have learned along the way that you could impart and, and share with people who are kind of chasing their dreams? I mean, number one, and it sounds cliche, don't give up. Because you saw me at that point, I was so defeated mm-hmm. because I was so close and got denied. It was it was legitimately heartbreaking. And I know that sounds crazy because people think of heartbreak. And then think of, oh, I lost a person that I hold dear to either death or I broke up with this person and they were the one and things like that. For me, it was me and my craft and what I was trying to do with said craft. So it was legitimately heartbreaking for me to have lost that. And I was very close. A lot of people don't know this. I was very close to just saying, forget it. But Again, I had to talk to myself, yo, you got this close in such a short amount of time. Why would you quit yeah. now? Yeah. And so that's a that's the number one thing. The number two thing, you can't listen to people who aren't supporting you. Yeah. And not to be confused with people who are trying to give you advice or productive criticism, but people who genuinely don't believe that you can do what you're trying to do. I've had my more than my fair share of people like that in my life who I considered very close friends, some of which were family, if we're being completely candid and honest here. Right. But with with me being able to ignore that noise and focus on you, know, you telling me the things that you were telling me, Julian telling me the things that you were telling me other people that we know telling me the things that I needed to hear in that moment, not what I wanted to, but what I needed to hear. 
it yeah. made the difference. It made it easier. Uh, so yeah, don't give up and, and ignore that negative noise because that will that'll deter you more than anything else. But that's that's my advice. Yeah, no, that's that's great advice. That's great advice. So you've done so many interesting things, and you continue to do so, right? Um, what what does what does the future hold for you? Well, COVID permitting, <laughs> <laughs> we we got to put that disclaimer out there. A lot of the a lot of the events that I was slated to do this year have been moved to next year. Right. So we have uh, Ranger Stop has a sister show, Ranger Stop and Pop, that was supposed to be in June of this year. Uh, that got uh, rescheduled to the first weekend in March. Mm-hmm. So I'll be going. I'll be in Atlanta, Georgia, March sixth through eighth for Ranger Stop and Pop. Two weeks after that, I'll be in Lexington for the Lexington Comic and Toy Convention, uh, the largest convention in the Midwest, just period, um, comic convention, I should say. Cool. Um, I'll be there all four days for that. Um, I can't remember the exact dates, but it is the third weekend in March. Um, we have Ranger Stop in November. We're going to pick up where we left off there. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, we have a few things in the works. Um I can't really speak on them yet because the ink is still drying. So yeah, I'm putting that advice got to it. get use, <laughs> but yeah, it's, we've got three major shows at least lined up for 2021 COVID permitting. Yeah. Cool. Cool. That's great to hear. That's great to hear. So I'm sure some people would be interested to know what kinds of other media, let's say this is a podcast, right? You've, oh, yeah. you've done a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of the podcasts or blogs or other media that you find either inspiring or enjoying that you might want to share with others? Um, I can't really say, I, well, there's some inspiration through it, but I listened to uh, really three podcasts right now. That's okay. not yours. Uh, <laughs> um, the Joe Budden podcast, which is a, a hip hop podcast. And I find that, super hilarious um he's a former rapper who Uh has who has jumped into media and has successfully done so for quite some time now so that's been really inspiring just seeing that evolution and watching it but also just seeing somebody be unequivocally themselves right what what was that podcast again what was that podcast the joe the joe budden podcast b-u-d-d-e-n okay Okay, got it got it cool And then uh, the Brilliant Idiots, that's one, uh, two guys. Um, that's also kind of a hip-hop podcast, but it is also very funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's that's, a, that's the podcast that got me into listening to podcasts. And Black on the Air uh, with Larry Wilmore. He, oh, cool. Inter- yeah. he, he does really good interviews with people and just brings out so just brings out very – the what's the word I'm looking for? Just their authentic selves. And it's very insightful. Right. So, Oh, there's one more. Jamel Hill is unbothered, which is the type of thing. No more just with Jamel Hill. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's great. That's great. Cool. Um, so I want to switch gears here a little bit because I think all right, one of the really interesting things about you that, um, you know, I, I found inspiring lately is that 
you've been very open about uh, mental health and the importance of maintaining your own mental health uh, and some of the steps that you've been taking towards that. Do you, what, what would you like to share about that? Oh, man, I will say that the best thing that I've ever done for myself is get therapy. Uh, right now is a little rough because, again, to be candid, we're, we're now digging into a lot of the trauma, which, if I'm being honest, I didn't even realize for over two decades was trauma. Right. Um, and digging into that and breaking it down and actually processing it rather than me just compartmentalizing it the way that I was. Um, it's made me uh, more vulnerable with mm-hmm. my partner it's made me it's made me a better friend it's made me more honest with my feelings which i was if it wasn't anger or happiness then i wasn't really honest about it and then i would i would disguise things that would make me sad that those feelings of sadness with anger and that's not a way to live at right. all um, i I am a better man because of therapy. And I, I am going to brag a little bit. I'm very happy to say that when I was open about me taking that step and scheduling my first therapy appointment, mm-hmm. a few of my friends hit me up and were like, yo, man, I've been thinking about doing therapy myself too. And I'm like, well, do it. <laughs> like, what do you, you know, yeah. it's the, the hardest step is the first step, which is making that call to, to schedule it. But yeah. I think that especially now with everything that was going on, that's it's imperative to make sure that you are taking care of your mental health. It's it goes un, if it goes unchecked, it's it's it can get crazy quick. Yeah. Um it's literally been an eye-opening experience. Like I said, I'm not I'm not crazy about it right now because we're really digging into that trauma, but I know that I need to do this to keep growing and evolving as a, as a person, as a man, I need to tackle these things. And that's what I'm doing. And I would implore anybody who's been thinking about it, give it a try. Um, I got super lucky and and I on my therapist at one try, that is not a typical thing. Make sure that you find a therapist that fits with you. Like for me, it was imperative that I had a, a black man as a therapist because he would understand a lot of the societal things that I right. was going through as another black man. Right. So just things like that. I, but if you're thinking about it, um, I implore anybody to just try it. And I guarantee you, you'll love it. And if you don't love it, try and find, try another one. Because that's you got to find that fit for you. But man, mental mental health is a major key in doing anything that you want to do in life. Be it start a business, be it build a family, whatever it is, you got to have your mental health on point. And I'm not I'm nowhere near there, but I am on that path, and that's it's been pretty awesome. No, it's great to hear, and it's. You know, to me, it it fits so much uh, with what I've always really respected and appreciated about you, which is uh, you're always working to move forward, 
whatever it is, you're always looking to make an improvement and get better and better and better at what it is you've decided to, to take on. So this is totally consistent with the Dane Mitchell that I know. Uh, and, uh, and I'm really glad to hear that it's working out well for you and that you're so open uh, about sharing it with others because you know clearly uh, it's benefited others as well. So super cool stuff. Ah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I really do. Yeah, right on, right on, Dane. So uh, you told me you've seen at least one of these podcasts, so you know it's coming now, right? Uh, oh, it's, yeah. it's a tough question. It's the toughest question here, which is, hey, you're stranded on a desert island. You have three records, totally your choice to keep you company for the rest of your days. What are those records? So I did think about that. Um, <laughs> I had four, but... I know we had to get three, so <laughs> I had to. I'm gonna give my honorable mention, but my three, okay, my three would be, um, especially now. I've, um, so Lincoln Park's uh, Hybrid Theory. That's cool. definitely one that could be cool. interchanged with Meteora. Lincoln Park was Lincoln Park's Hybrid Theory was the first rock CD that I had ever bought, and of course, being a black kid in the early 2000s, that was unheard of, yeah. like rock music. But I was also <laughs> playing Mozart and Bach yeah. and things like I just didn't, I didn't have a conventional relationship with the music that the status quo said that I was supposed to have. Sure. I, I like hip hop back then, of course, but yeah. it wasn't my end all be all. Right. So that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, Eminem's cool. Marshall Mathers LP. Yeah, great record. Great record. Perf <laughs> perfect hip-hop album, cover to cover. Uh, it was the first parental advisory CD that I had, <laughs> that my dad let me buy from a Borders Books, and he let me buy it. And I remember I had to keep it over there because I told my mom, that my dad let me get that CD and before she was open about and realized like, yo, you're going to, you're going to listen to whatever you want. Anyway, it was, Oh, you got to keep that over there. You can't bring that over here. This, that, and the third. So <laughs> I kept it over there. Um, when Julian, the few times that him and his brother would come to my dad's, we would play it because it was just like, yo, I've got this, I've got this unedited. <laughs> <laughs> and we thought we were so badass. You got like, some serious street cred there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The yeah, like zero times ten is zero at that point. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough. I'm not I was the cool dude that is sitting in front of you today back then, by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. But that gave me the illusion that gave me the illusion that I was. <laughs> And right. I'm going to keep it hip-hop for my third, Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor. Lupe Fiasco is one of my all-time favorite rappers. Awesome. And Food and Liquor is probably one of my if one of my favorite hip-hop albums that's not Eminem or Jay-Z. Yeah. And I'll mention the Black Album. Um, I know a lot of people, a lot of my hip-hop friends are probably going to be like, how could you not have Black Album on your three albums? It's a fantastic album. Another one of those start to finish quintessential hip hop, but there's sentimental value to all three of these. Like yeah. 
yeah, Lupe Fiat. I saw him live with my best friend and uh, young man that I used to mentor. And that was oh, a really right. cool moment. And saying best friends, we split the cost of that CD during and we burned it on his computer so he would always have it and he let me keep the physical copy. Okay. <laughs> so, like, yeah, there's just a lot of memories attached to those three albums. But those are my three right there. Cool, cool. Well, Dave, this has been an awesome chat. Uh, so glad we've uh, we've stayed in touch over the years. And I have to thank you again when you had that uh, you had that gig in Texarkana uh, last year. You uh, reached out and and buzzed over to Dallas for a few days and spent some time with me. It's great to great to see you again in person. So I hope that happens again sometime soon. Oh yeah, no, that is definitely on the plan on on the plans for sure. Um, hopefully. I'll get a show in Dallas and I won't have to go to Dallas and then drive three hours to Texarkana, <laughs> which funny enough, a few of our friends uh, found out that that place was an actual place because of a conversation that we had had before that gig. So oh, that's nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. So yeah, I will be there. I will be there soon for sure. It's going to happen. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Well, I look forward to it, Dane. Uh, it's great to stay in touch. I really appreciate you being open and honest about uh, you know, some of these things that you're dealing with and, and a little bit about, you know, how, how you've had some success along the way. So thanks so much for joining us. And of course, rock and roll. Hey, rock and roll, man. I appreciate you. All right. Thanks, Dave. See ya. All right. Thanks. See ya.